welcome to OutTech Your Kids, a tech-positive podcast for the age of digital parenting. In 15 minutes or less, each week we'll give you the fast answers to all your burning tech questions. Hey, I'm Liz Gumpener. And I'm Kristen Chase. We're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com and CoolMomTech.com. You might also know us as the hosts of the parenting podcast, Spawned. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we're going to be discussing the question, how do I help my kids make good choices when it comes to commenting? Something we hear from a lot of parents, and I know we talked about it too, Kristen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whether your kids are commenting on a friend's TikTok, responding to a celebrity, or, you know, weighing in on a political issue, kids leave comments. Oh, do they? Oh, yes. They really, Lots really do. Comments. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to help you discuss how to talk to them about commenting and best practices and how to make good choices. And we'll be back with that right after this. We'd like to thank our OutTech Your Kids podcast sponsor, Sophia Family. Their digital activity manager is the first dedicated digital activity time manager built to work across all of your devices on and offline and can even track individual users on shared devices, all from one single app on your phone or tablet. Learn more at sophiafamily.com slash outtechyourkids. That's Sophia with an F, S-O-F-I-A, sophiafamily.com slash outtechyourkids. Okay, so let's jump right into this question about kids and commenting, Kristen, because I know we talk a lot about raising good digital citizens, and Mm -hmm. comments are a huge part of that. And I was thinking about how the big joke forever and ever is don't read the comments, right? Like, watch the YouTube video, don't read the comments. But when it comes to kids, like, that's where all the fun and excitement is happening as far as they're concerned. They want to read the comments. Absolutely. So... First of all, I think it's good to talk about whether you're in the right place, because I don't think don't read the comments applies to all places equally. There are some really great, amazing, important places to read comments. And there's some places like YouTube where I would say, eh, don't bother. (laughs) How about you? No, I agree with you. I think you have to look at whether the place is a spot that you can have a discussion or, you know, is it a troll post? Is it designed to create outrage or hurt feelings? And I think making sure our kids understand the difference, you know, all posts are not created equal is a really good place to start. And then if your kid does want to leave a comment, there's four questions that we always tell our kids to ask themselves. And you may have heard some version of this in the past. First of all, before you leave a comment, ask yourself, is it kind? That's pretty Mm -hmm. basic, right? Yes. Second, does it need to be said? Because sometimes things are kind, but doesn't don't need to be said. (laughs) True. Three, if so, now. And four, if now, then by me. Those are all great. I agree with those. Funny. Yay, we <laughs> Funny, agree. Liz. But, I, but we agree listen, on those. I, the reason is, like, there's plenty of examples where you want to tell someone, for example, in real life, hey, you have spinach in your teeth. Is this the right yes. time to do it? Are you the person to say it? Should you take them aside and say it I quietly? would say always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but see, I wouldn't always. scream it out across a crowded party to you, Kristen. I would, like, pull you aside and whisper in your right. hey, spinach on the right. teeth. And I think it's kind right. of a good example to give kids when it comes to commenting. There are some things like, hey, you misspelled that. Well, maybe they can do that through a DM or another 
you know, there's another <laughs> venue to leave comments that are correctional like that. Or maybe it's something more important. Like maybe they're talking about a, a social justice issue or a political issue that's important to them. And by correcting somebody, they may help encourage positive conversations. So I think it's it's good to talk to kids about the difference between what kind of comments need to happen in public, if they're kind, if so now, if so by me, and if so then go for it. <laughs> yeah, but also talking about the repercussions, right? And I think yeah. kids and even parents sometimes think, oh, you know, it's a private account, so not a big deal. But hey, guess what? Comments can be screenshot. They can be shared. They can be attributed to the people who have left the comments. And, you know, if you've listened to Spawn, then you've probably heard one of us say more than once that anything you write on the internet, even in the comments, is forever. And, you know, I've gotten this one for from you, Liz, but I tell my kids, do you want your comment on the front page of the New York Times? That's just an example. Would you be comfortable with it being there? And if you cannot say yes, then that is a point where you need to say, no, I'm not going to leave this. You know, is it okay for a teacher to see? Is it okay for another parent to see? A college admissions officer? These are things that we talk to our kids about. These are considerations before you leave a comment. And I love you saying, would you be okay with your teacher seeing this? Because I think, yes. especially for younger kids, it's very hard to understand long-term consequences. Like the Agreed. idea of you might not get into college or this could follow you around when you're 30 is very, that's very hard. It's even hard for us adults to understand the repercussions well, of things Well, it's developmental too. Like that's not their job yeah. to think about. Exactly. <laughs> their job is to think about themselves in the now, right now. But when you think about, you know, would you be okay with me seeing it? What about your sibling? What about your teacher, I think that helps put it in a very clear perspective for kids. And look, kids are going to push boundaries. They're going to say things that are irreverent or edgy, or they're going to try to get a rise out of people because that's mm -hmm. developmentally appropriate, as you're saying. Yes. That's what they'll do. So, of course, not every single thing they write is going to be something they want you to see, especially as they become tweens and teens. You know, they want to have their own private safe spaces, and that is completely fine. But Pushing boundaries is different than remarks that are racist, sexist, using um, any language that is grounded in prejudice or anything that's generally hurtful. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that as well. And talking to our kids and giving them examples. You know, I actually sit with my kids and show them comments that have been made on Facebook, show them comments that have made been made on Instagram and ask them, what do you think about this? Did you think that this was an appropriate comment? Is this something that should have maybe been sent in a message or not sent at all? And, you know, it's easy then to see how comments and things you write can be so easily misinterpreted. Yes. You know, like a joke with a friend can come off in the wrong way. And we've seen this. You know, people take text messages the wrong way. It's very difficult to express tone, right, when you can't hear someone's voice or you can't see their face. I think and everybody so listening to this knows that. And Kristen, we've even yes. had that where I've written something and you're like, hey. And I was like, ah, I didn't mean it to come out that way. Right. Wait, let me rewrite right. it. Like we all we've have had been it through ourselves. that. And, you know, yeah. kids are still learning that. So we need to give them a little bit of a break. But I think it's good to remind them that if you write something really mean and then add a wink emoji, just kidding, it doesn't necessarily uh, make it less mean. <laughs> Exactly. No, it's like always starting something with no offense, but yeah, you, yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't cancel out what you're about to say. I you think know, a few I adults know could hear that one as well. <laughs> I think adults could hear a lot of these right now. I'm like, I'm digesting some of them too. You know, 
my kids, I'm not sure about yours, Liz. I know my son in particular follows a lot of sports stars and celebrities on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when you're leaving comments on a friend's page as opposed to a comment on someone who has millions and millions of followers, you have to think about that as well. So, you know, your comment, you may think it might be buried, but again, it could be that a lot of other people thousands, maybe even millions of people are seeing your comment. So are you okay with that? You know, what happens if other people start ganging up on you because you shared a particular opinion? You know, these are all things to really think about. It's And it's a really good point because I think a lot of our kids, where they tend to leave public comments is on fan pages of people they yes. love. For my kids, you know, it's Broadway, not quite as big, but you know, it may be Taylor Swift. Um, and something as controversial as I love you, Taylor, Swift, you are the queen. That can be extremely controversial among pop music fans. So I think kids just have to be prepared for pushback and to own their words. And that's a term that we've used a lot. And it works really well with kids that you need to be willing to own your words to write something or say something and be willing to say, yes, I stand behind that and to deal with your thing, uh, the consequences, which may be positive or maybe somewhat negative. So, for example, there's a lot of political discussion going on right now. There's yes. a lot of talk about social justice <laughs> a little. and a lot of kids are really figuring this out, um, you know, for the first time, just as a lot of adults are figuring this out for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so if they're political, I think it's great that kids are starting to jump into conversations and stand up for what they think is right and point out what they think is wrong. But I think for kids like that, if you are raising activist kids or kids who are involved in political issues, you need to have extra special conversations with them about owning their words, standing behind what they wrote, listening, giving themselves a little break and a little time before they write something and really making sure that they're saying what needs to be said by them at the right time in the right way. Absolutely. Because I think when we when we act in the moment, and this applies not just to commenting, right, but to anything. You know, I think about all the times where I've wanted to shoot off an email, but you know what? I say, you know what? I'm going to write this email. I'm not going to send it and I'm going to wait. Maybe it's two hours. Maybe it's even 24 hours and see how I feel, see if I might change the wording, see if I even want to send it at all. And I think the same applies to comments. And this is a good skill for kids to learn. This is a good skill for adults to learn that you can always come back to things. So if you need to step away from the post that you saw, take some time to think about it. Tell them they can come talk to you. You know, they can say, hey, mom, I saw this post and it's really bothering me and I don't know what to do. Can we talk about it? And then if they decide, you know what, I really need to say something or it's important for me to respond or do whatever it is. They've at least had an opportunity to think about it, to pause, to be mindful before they jump in to a possible fray. And I love so much that you brought up communication and that they can always come to you because I think the number one rule of out-tucking your kids is that this is an ongoing process and conversation and your kids need to know that you have a relationship, that you'll stick by them, you'll help them, you'll guide them, and that they can always come to you as with all things. Well, that's, I think, the perfect spot for us to end this episode, Liz. Good communication, right? 
Thank you. I also took what you said kindly and thought it was appropriate and timely. So thank you, Kristen, for the things that you said to me. <laughs> well, you know, before we completely sign off, we want to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor, Sophia Family, because if you're a parent who cares about kids and screen time, we think you'll be really interested in what they're doing. So Liz, why don't you talk a little bit about what Sophia Family is doing? I will do that. Sophia Family makes a digital activity manager that's the first ever dedicated digital activity time manager built to work across all your family's devices, which means online and offline, inside and outside the home. It can even track individual users on your shared devices. You just manage it from a single app on your own mobile phone or tablet, and you've got it all right at your fingertips. I know it's pretty amazing. So you basically can monitor and limit gaming, entertainment, and social media activities across all the devices. So that means phones, tablets, computers, gaming consoles, streaming media devices, and smart TVs. Yes, we have some. Some of us have all of those things. Even if you just have one, it doesn't matter. They can do that for you. But you know what? What we really love about Sophia Family System is that they actually think like we do. Their parents, this is how they got started because the the founder had four kids and was having trouble trying to track and deal with time and arguing and it was enough. I mean, they really believe you should be communicating with your kids and collaborating with them so that they can become involved and invested in managing their own screen time habits and health. So the goal is that they'll grow into the young adults who will practice healthy digital habits for a lifetime. So they believe that the digital activity manager, it's not a substitute for parenting. Yes, say that again. It is not a substitute for parenting. Amen. It's just a helpful way to give kids some more boundaries that they might need until they've earned the right to have more autonomy. I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to learn more. And if you do, it's easy. Visit Sophia family that's s-o-f-i-a sophiafamily.com slash outtech your kids again that's sophia with an f s-o-f-i-a sophiafamily.com slash outtech your kids sign up for their mailing list and then that way you can be one of the first to know when this digital activity manager becomes available and be one of the first to get it we think it's going to help so many families with a real issue around tech and uh, solve a problem that they're always asking about that's sophiafamily.com slash outtech your kids. Well, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Outtech Your Kids. Huge thanks to our engineer, Georgina Hahn. And hey, if you like what we're talking about here and you want to learn more or ask your own questions, you need to join our Outtech Your Kids community on Facebook. There are thousands of tech positive parents like you who share their tips and concerns in a positive, non judgmental community. And Liz, it's pretty awesome, it right? It is. It's an amazing community. It's just a great place to go in and search and find answers to questions you may have. And it's very reassuring to know that so many other parents out there are probably talking about and concerned about the same things that you are. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? You can help us spread the word about Outtech Your Kids. It's very easy to do. So you can subscribe right now while you're listening. That means you'll get one of our short 15-minute episodes right on your phone every single week when a new episode goes live. If you have a second, leave us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. It helps other listeners find us, tell your friends and family and followers. And you know what? Even if they're not the type who like own a TV, right, Liz? Or they're like, we're going to give our kids a phone when Let's they call turn them 37. The tech averse. 
It's, it's yeah. good for the tech averse and it's good for those of you like us that actually do have every possible device all in one room at the same time. <laughs> we Absolutely. Admit it. So, you know, share our episodes with them too. Thanks so much for listening to OutTech Your Kids. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye.